0: This is David, slash Asher. Uh, I've uh, joined with me is Michael. Hello. And Kage Palazzo. Hello. Uh, Tonight episode is kind of a, it's going to be our introductions, basically introducing ourselves, our influences, and talking probably about a small, uh, a small one, uh, a small topic, which is live service versus permanent ownership. But let's get the major thing, uh, which is introductions out of the way. And, by and yes,
1: and yes, we are aware that this is technically episode two, and this is more of an episode one sort of thing. But at the same time, we haven't even named this podcast yet, so please don't hold that against us.
0: Please no. Please or don't. the naming. Yeah. We're still working on the name, by the way. So
1: we'll, we'll get around to coming up for a name for this stream eventually.
0: One of these days. But uh, uh, in this case, Michael, it, how about let's start off with your introduction?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Start with the grandpa of the group. Okay, I see how it is. El anyways. <laughs> age before beauty. Um, age and beauty before. Okay. No, I'm joking. Uh, anyways. I'm definitely joking on that. Anyways. Hello. So uh, my name is Michael, or Fates, Uh, or, you know, a million other, uh, because I'm an MMO player, of course, as all three of us are um so names are just another thing to wear temporarily (laughs) anyways um so one of the things we were going to discuss is our kind of like our earliest impression or earliest like video game that really made an impact on us and for me it's kind of mixed but they're both from the same um they're both from the same um franchise which my earliest memory of video games and the one that has the greatest impact kind of on me from a a young age and wanting to play video games was the gold Cart was Zelda Mm -hmm. NES, the original. I never got a chance to play that one myself until much later, but that was my first introduction to video games and my first just falling in love with this concept of an immense adventure. Uh, And then my first one that I actually got to play that was a huge influence for me um, was uh, Zelda Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. That That was was, your first game. That was my first real, this is me, this is me playing the entire game, this is me beating the game, this is my life
2: experience. Wow. Wow.
1: And then my second, this is me, this is my life, this is my video game was my also my favorite game from my favorite genre from my favorite series, Final Fantasy Six, or as it was known back then in the US, Final Fantasy Three.
0: Ah uh, yes. I'm I'm pretty gonna I'm gonna stick in my two senses that all three of us are probably gonna say six is one of the be- uh, one of the better ones. With one oh, yeah, of the, the better ones, Kage, yes. I would I say I No, mean,
2: oh, I'm not gonna say any I, I think six is one of the better ones. It's just not my favorite.
1: I would say the best one and my favorites, but I'm willing to I'm willing to debate that there are <laughs> other ones that based on their various merits are also very good. Not the best, but very good.
0: I, I was oh, trying to oh. mention that uh, you said the right thing, Will. I was not saying the right thing. Yes. <laughs> so it is. It, it it is technically my favorite out of the uh, out of all of them. Um, mm-hmm. but I I will admit Will's uh choice is probably my third choice in the oh. in the series. You wooed oh. me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, tell you what. Let's go ahead and pass it there over to Will or uh, most uh, earliest and most influential.
2: Uh Will? Sir Will. Oh, I'm still here. Sorry. <laughs> I was talking to myself. Oh. oh no. Were you answering? That's when the it was thankfully not. It didn't get to that point. Um this, <laughs> uh, yes, this is Will. Uh also known as Kage Palazzo and a whole slew of other names on the internet that I don't care to go through. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh I've been a gamer since December nineteen eighty eight. So that makes me thirty-two gamer age years old, and uh, the first game I played was Donkey Kong on a tabletop. Oh lord! In oh a, my! In a pizzeria uh, in San Jose, California, and uh, I liked it so much and was and played a whole bunch. Didn't get very far in it because I was only like, oh god, I was like three. <laughs> but <laughs> but I liked it so much I got a Nintendo Entertainment System for Christmas that year and of course Mario was the very first game that I played that I owned <laughs> but of course I ended up enjoying RPGs the most uh, those are my favorite type of games that and uh, economic games like uh, space or like civilization and things like that those are I like spending time RTSs as well, RTS turn base, and those are my big ones. And of course, Final Fantasy is a is a Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy are the two my most favorite RPGs. As a matter of fact, I like Zelda a little bit more than Final Fantasy because Zelda is the only thing that's actually tattooed on my physical body.
0: Ah, yes, I remember when you came home that one time with it.
2: Yeah, I'm like,
0: oh god. It's like- <laughs> David,
2: David, it's like, what? what? Take a look at this. Take a look at this. What the hell did you do to your arm? <laughs> what? Uh, okay. It was it was a spur of the moment thing. <laughs> um, but it, it's, but uh, Final Fantasy's was I love Final Fantasy, and of course my Final Fantasy that I uh, that happens to be my favorite is Final Fantasy four
0: which is a really good
2: one.
1: Which is a 100% acceptable answer, and it's definitely a very good game. I would put it in my top 10 Final Fantasies. Oh.
0: I, I think that may wound not you very even nice. more than am. my <laughs> Just
1: because exactly where on the list it falls varies from day, day, from day to day. It depends on the mood. <laughs> it, it falls... I, I can assure you that it falls above uh, such uh, less favorable ones as... Eight, <laughs> uh, it falls above Mystic Quest. Oh
2: well, I think almost everything goes above Mystic Quest.
1: <laughs> it falls above ten two. Mm. That's not hard. Ah, uh, most days it falls above twelve.
2: Hmm. That's which fun I am. I am certainly. A, very fun.
1: Vaughn is one of my favorite. Um, well, I mean, I have a thing. I have a kind of a stereotype with my favorite protagonists. So, Ah, uh, is on my list.
0: Vaughn blue-eyed, ganky boy. Maybe with Tails. I, maybe with tail.
1: Tail <laughs> optional. Tail preferred in certain uh, games. There's a reason <laughs> that 9 is my second favorite of all time. Of course.
2: Now, of course, the first Zelda game that I did beat was Link to the Past as well, because even though I owned the first gold cart of Zelda, I never actually got to beat it till I was much older, because I just didn't have the patience for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, Link to the Past was a uh, was the uh, first and only game my biological father bought for me, and that was the one I beat. Ah, oh. so yeah, Legend of Zelda, man. Woo-wee! Hope we get to talk about Zelda in the future because oh, I can tell some stories. Well, it that's that's
0: going down as a topic.
2: That's going there. down as a topic. I <laughs> mean, boiling it
1: down to a single boiling it down to a single hour. We're gonna have to narrow down the topic a bit more than
2: just Zelda. Zelda overall, right? Yeah, that we... may be several podcasts.
1: <laughs> yeah, this I think is Zelda each week. Of <laughs> us, each, Zelda of re- each of us require like three separate podcasts for Zelda. No, maybe maybe not each of us. I think I could yeah. probably manage with just one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I I feel like that's a good handoff to myself. Yeah, hand it off. There you go. What you got? Okay, so. It's weird because, like, the way I consider video games is technically console, but now that I'm older, it's like, holy shit, my first console was not a Nintendo. It was a Commodore 64.
1: That is a console.
0: And we had a lot of various games on floppies, like actual 5-inch floppy disks. Um, The, the disks that were
2: actually floppy. Yes.
0: Yeah,
1: the one... Well, the ones that they weren't the ones that named floppy disk, but they were they were the floppiest of my lifetime at least, so because eight and three quarters predate even me
0: ah, 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 ah. so if I have to go back to my very first video game, uh, the first one that I actively remember playing was one called um sort of Fargle, which was a roguelike bless you. Yeah. Uh, It was not my favorite game. I just remember playing it. I was stupid because I was like four. But uh, if I had to pick a game that I really liked from that one uh, was a game called Crush, Crumble, and Chomp. Which that kind of gets into some of my other favorite things that I talked about that I may talk about. But if we decide to move into what most people do consider as consoles um technically the first console that i i owned was a super nintendo however my sister uh my eldest sister her boyfriend at the time bought her an nes my mom told her that a it was to be shared amongst all four of us So she set up the NES in her room, but if she was not in her room, we could go in there and play it. Uh, Sneaky. It was one of those weird rules that now thinking about it is like, that's kind of creepy, Mom. But uh, one time because uh, like, and the first game that, she, uh, that her boyfriend bought for her was Final Fantasy. The original Final Fantasy.
1: Oh. Ooh.
0: Uh, let's just say this. I was one of those stupid idiot kids that didn't understand that it only had one save slot.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Uh, apparently, yeah. I had erased her data with a four white mage data, which apparently she was doing.
2: Four white mages? That'll never work. <laughs> That's,
1: I mean, that yes, it certainly will, but that is a <laughs> long
0: road. That it, it is a very tough and long road. As stated, I was a stupid kid,
2: mm.
0: but uh, apparently she had only gotten to the elves when I had overwritten her data.
1: Oh, so she wasn't that far in.
0: Not technically, not that far, but she was also doing a four white mage run too.
1: Well, I'm saying so, I like that's what ten hours of data at that point with a four white mage.
0: <laughs> but uh, so in this case, technically, my mom. Dragged me, my eldest sister, and my brother To a mom and pop game shop That I don't believe exists anymore Because they probably got wiped off the map Because fuck GameStop But she told us that A. Me and my brother had to pick a game Each of us And my sister requested that we pick up one game for her So Her game, she requested, if we could find it, a copy of Legend of Zelda. Oh. We did not get the gold Mm -hmm. card, we got the gray card, because that's what they had. The game that my brother picked was another copy of Final Fantasy, because he was smart enough to know that there was only one save slot and my sister had chewed us out before so he wanted to continue final fantasy but his own way So to say we found out that his cart had a faulty battery so oh no uh let's just say this he got used to it but my sister put down final fantasy and stopped playing consoles and then just kind of handed the nes over to us but my game was metroid the original Metroid. And that kind of leads into my favorite genres, which is I am more of action RPGs and action games. Uh, So, like, I I, with the exception of one Metroid, at least story-wise, I actually (laughs) like most of the Metroid games. Yes, including hunters. Even though it gave me the sh- uh, the most pain-inducing carpal tunnel syndrome ever. I'm trying to play it on the DS. Um. Uh, I RPGs tend to be Final Fantasy. Uh my favorite is Six. Although I, my second favorite. Weirdly enough is actually five. I don't know why, I just like Bartz, Butts, and Gilgamesh. Uh
1: I mean, I I'm not saying that we none of us like butts, but I don't know if this is that kind of stream.
0: Nah. <laughs> but um if I have to say my favorite RPG, like of all time, it would actually not be a Final Fantasy. It would actually be Chrono Trigger.
1: Which is a really good game. I mean, that is, is not is not my number one favorite of all time, but it is definitely a very strong contender.
0: And now we're going to get into the other half, which is games and genres I don't like. And then we'll go around the table again before getting on to the next big topic. All right.
1: So since you're still holding the mic, you want to go ahead and take us away on games you don't like, Asher? Yes. In oh boy.
0: The games I do not like are and this may surprise a lot of people. I don't like FPS games. I really don't.
1: I mean, same. That is a fair answer.
0: Um like when people were like Doom is so amazing. I'm saying they're going like Doom. Bleh. I I I would have rather played Legend of Zelda than play Doom. Yes, I did play Doom. I played Quake. It just I only played it because it was the quotation's only social experience I could get with gaming because that's what people played. Um it's not that I'm saying that they aren't good games. It's just I'm not that good at FPS. Half the time I shoot somebody in the arm and then they headshot me 2 seconds later.
2: So you're you're definitely stating that you do not want the Counter-Strike Asia edition that's going to be coming out soon?
0: Yeah, I, I do not want the Counter-Strike game. Uh, uh Admittedly, there are certain exceptions uh, to this rule. Mostly because of the fact that they tend to be not wholly just FPS. Uh, these things would be... Like Borderlands. Borderlands. Yes. Um one that I've been playing is uh called uh, Void Bastards. It's a mm-hmm. roguelite FPS kind of. But it you don't have to worry about like aiming sometimes or a lot of times depending on what you set you up with. But uh if I had to say one game that I've absolutely and utterly despise Uh,
2: I'm waiting for this.
0: This one may actually surprise you. Because it was the utter... It, it was probably the most disappointing game I've ever played.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> Deep psychotic hatred coming in.
0: Uh, not psychotic hatred, just it ma- It turned me off from the series for the longest time.
1: Ooh, I think I know the answer to this one. I think we've had this conversation. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Uh, it is called Unlimited Saga.
1: Okay, JK. I was thinking you were gonna say Mighty Number no. Nine.
0: <laughs> I I was weirdly enough, like I'm not a big fan of the uh, like mainstay Mega Man games. I I like like Mega Man X, but that's just X. But uh, no, Unlimited Saga was uh, When I first played it, I was kind of in high school. And I had not delved deep into the world that is MUDs and of the such. Or purely text-based RPG games. And I hate to say it, but uh, Unlimited Saga... Like, I thought I was getting a good deal by paying, like, five bucks. That was not good for five bucks. Even five bucks. Because... I had seen videos of all this colorful interaction and stuff. I'm like, okay, so maybe this is a game. The game is purely mechanics and text-based. With a tiny visual AI. It utterly just turned me off the entire Saga series entirely. Because that just left such a bad taste in my mouth that I just never wanted to see a saga game ever again. But
2: I was I honestly thought he was gonna say other M.
0: <laughs> other M, I like the game as a game. I hate its story. And that's that's a rant that I could do, but we're not going to. Trust me. Y- you both have listened to me rant about it, I believe.
1: Oh, yes. Although, it's funny because when you were first talking about Metroidvanias, I thought you were going to say M-Prime. I don't know why my brain switched it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Prime 4, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> but It's hanging out with
1: Half-Life 3.
0: Uh, it has a better chance than Half-Life 3 because it has Nintendo working on it. But uh, I-, I think uh, I've discussed the dis- uh, my most disliked game and disliked genre. So who wants to take over the next one?
2: Well, we'll just go reverse, so I'll go next. Well, I don't really have a... A specific genre that I just dislike and refuse to to play. Um, I do play very few first-person shooters, and that's mostly because uh, when I started doing internet cafeing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, everybody just wanted to play Counter Strike, <laughs> and I'm like the I was the one that was like, I want to play Star Wars Battlefront 2. The 2005 edition, the good version. The good one. <laughs> the good one. Um, so, one but with 100% less loot boxes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I play the fewest uh, first-person shooters among all the other type of games I do play. Um, I do enjoy platformers a lot, um, but there's one game I just despise... As far as platforming goes, oh boy. and that and that's Kid Chameleon on the Sega Genesis. Oh God, I have almost broken Genesis controllers, and they weren't even mine. So <laughs> that's how much I hate that game so much. It's like that's a game that's a game that I actually do loathe and disgust.
0: Uh, I, I yeah. will interject with a brief thing. I have never ever wanted to break a controller. (laughs) Ever. They're just too expensive.
2: Too expensive. So, yeah. It's, yeah, first-person shooters, I I love certain ones. Like, I'll play Doom. I'll play Doom. I'll play Duke Nukem, especially Duke Nukem 3D. Um, I'll play Duke Nukem (laughs) forever? Uh, 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 I mean, I haven't gone through a lot of it, but the first three or four levels I played, I enjoyed, but it definitely is dated. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, I there's not that many that I don't like. Just be like, I just don't like the look. I I, I think the other game that if I did first person shooter is the the, le- the one I like the least, and the game that I don't like that I hate the most as far as first person shooters go, at this moment is Counter-Strike. I just can't stand it. Um, I can't stand Counter-Strike, and I can't stand some of the most recent first-person shooter games, um, like...
0: Uh, Modern Warfare.
2: I, Modern Warfare. Um, like, the last Call of Duty game I had was Call of Duty Big Red 1 on the PlayStation 2, and I love that game. I mean, I liked, the call of, I liked the Call of Duties prior to the internet age because then all it became after that was just multiplayer only. And I don't like it. <laughs> so yeah, first-person shooter is the one I like the most. Okay. Least. I'm going to keep it at that. So I guess that brings us back around
1: to me. Yes, yep. it does. So as far as genres that I like, as far as genre that I like the least, um, ironically enough, even though I'm constantly railing against FPS, I honestly can't say FPS. Uh, The reason being is that, well, yes, no, there really aren't FPS games that I play. Um, There aren't many that I play, I should say. Um, a couple of my recently, you know, near and dear to my heart games were the original Borderlands and the original Destiny, both of which are very much FPS. Now, granted, they're you know FPS RPG, but they are still FPS, and I genuinely had a lot of fun both in the original Destiny and in Borderlands One, and a little bit in Borderlands Two. Not not really as strong for me. Um, so I can't really say FPS. The one. Uh, and I definitely can't say Bimani, because I love that. That even though nobody plays those games anymore, I still have Rock Band. I still. I kind of wish I still had DDR pads,
2: but I do.
0: Uh, rhythm games. I yeah. have. A,
2: I have two. I have two for the PS. I used to have two
1: for the PS2, and I had also at one point had one for my PC.
2: DDR Max Two. Exactly, my favorite one.
1: I actually used to have one, I don't remember what it was. No, it was called Step Mania. It was a PC. Oh. Um, I, I used to have that for my PC and I had that set up. This is long time ago. This I was, actually miss those games. Yeah, uh, but Bamani were always one of my favorite genre. They're they're not really like a sit down and play forever or, or you know, not sit down in the case of DDR. But um, they're not something that you play for long bursts of time. They're something that are fun and more social. And I enjoyed that about them. Uh, But no, this is a very long roundabout way of getting to my least favorite genre, which are sports games. (laughs) Because let's... don't like sports? Don't like sports ball? Let's be honest. EA Games, if you're listening to me, please take note... We don't just hate you for Battlefront 2 and your perversion of the Star Wars franchise, which is near and dear to our hearts. I am personally offended by the fact that you must you you are constantly getting your fans to purchase the exact same game every year.
2: Yeah, that's why I stopped buying sports games. My last sports game was like Madden 09. And then yeah. it was until later when I start looking, and I'm like, all it is is like, it's like it's a roster upgrade. That's pre- and sometimes they remove things, and sometimes they add things, but it's overall still the same game.
1: Exactly. I mean, honestly, take go into Madden 19 and Madden 20, and I would pretty much guarantee if you were to go in and manually edit the rosters, you have essentially the same game.
2: As a matter of fact. Uh, I recall like one of the glitch one of the things that people noticed is that when they bought the uh, recent and this is 2k actually 2k mm-hmm. games has a lot of flack right now if you bought 2k uh, the 2 uh, the 2000 2000- the tw- uh, 2k 20 uh-huh. NBA game like the initial people who bought it on Steam, the icon for it was still 2k 19
0: uh-huh. No, it, was as though it was
2: just a like port. It was just a port, and people were just like, "The fuck, 2K." <laughs> now,
1: and I know people. I know people who are absolutely obsessed with 2K20. I had, I've had people talking to me, not me, because, of course, you know, I'm very obviously a video gamer. I wear a lot of video game t-shirts. I, I talk about video games. It's not. It's not a surprise. Right. So I had I I like I have this one guy at work that I talk to and I hang out with and he is always talking about 2K20. And you know, he makes it sound like it's really cool and really fun and I guarantee he has a lot of fun with it. But I also guarantee if I were to buy it, I would have it would have been the exact same effect as going to the ATM, pulling 320s out, pulling out my lighter and lighting them on fire. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm sorry. I just I feel strongly that sports genre is uh when when an rpg comes out with a new game unless it's you know square enix and they're doing one of their off sequels that um does really nothing new but tries to uh, pretend they did um for the most part uh they are you know a new story a new genre or a new story new events New feel. They may be the same. For, it may be formulaic in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of new elements. You're in a new place. You're doing a new thing. You're having fun. You're paying for something brand new that you've never played before or never played before quite like this. With two K twenty, you're paying uh, a brand new game price for a different roster that you, you could have to- easily went in and
2: manually edited if you were watching the trades. Here's the thing that irritates me is that that for as far as NBA goes, there's been only two companies that have been making uh, NBA games. If it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a 2K game, it's from 2K Sports. If it's an NBA live game, which I don't think has there hasn't been one since 2015, which should tell you something, or 2018, I'm sorry, um, EA makes the live versions which is interesting because only two companies are making these games, but a majority of them are the 2K games, which are 2K sports.
1: Well, and that's like look at the football one, which is just Madden, which is just EA. EA apparently climbed into bed with the NFL and they got
2: married. I know, right? I like. I actually own uh, what was this? uh I bought two game uh. day. About game day. Game day was amazing, and then there was Blitz. I mean, what the hell happened to football? Man? I used to love playing football base, uh football games, but now
0: I just can't stand them. A funny thing about the Madden games, and this is just a weird anecdote that I found out: there's code in the Madden games that's 30 years old that has not changed at all. Oh, I believe it completely. <laughs> Because that's how long they've
1: been porting them across to
2: one another. Yeah. Uh, Just and, giving them a nice spit and polish, you know?
0: And that's the thing, is that I, some of the contacts that I have in at, at EA have been hearing that the sports department is kind of trying to raise up in arms, going like, we need to get rid of the spaghetti code. Can we try and get some funding to actually make a new complete engine without all this garbage spaghetti code?
2: Yeah, best of luck. That, guys. Was, that, would, is, rec- that would require them making yeah. which EA all right now is
0: Yeah. EA yeah. is yeah. not <laughs> we, we the,
1: only way- the only way it's gonna happen is if they jack uh, the game up to eighty bucks to recoup costs and then they'll leave it at eighty bucks because that's what they make now.
2: Yeah. Not only that, but they'll add a shit ton more of- which they already kinda of have with-
1: And do you want to sign this sports hero? Do you
2: want to have this person on your team? Well, hit the loot boxes, boys. That's basically what what Madden, what FIFA, and now 2K is basically all. That loot box ultimate team. And people spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a year. Because when a new game comes out... Do it all over again, boys. Do it all over again. Doesn't turn over.
1: You don't wanna you don't wanna do that? You already spent a thousand dollars last year on 2K18. Well, guess what? All your friends are playing 2K19. So which do you like better? Playing with your friends or playing with what you
2: bought? Oh. So uh, I think we're 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 jumping off the, the the two of what we want to talk about anyway, but <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, because now we have the second half of the second half of the conversation. Or the second half of the introduction.
0: Yes. Uh, So the actual uh, the kind of, I want to say mini-topic, because I don't think we're going to go too in-depth, is live service versus permanent ownership.
1: Which we already just got kind of a taste of, because you have the concept of you're buying this service, you're buying these features, but there's no permanence to it. I mean this is a little bit more of a yes and no on what we intended the topic to be because you permanently can't go back into 2K19 and you have all that stuff you loot boxed which is now on your console, so long as you have your console and so long as Xbox Live or PSN are up.
0: Unless you bought a physical copy of the game, which yeah, you can then just stick the game in. But if the servers are down, you can't play online. You're stuck playing what is it? Uh, God. Just
1: uh, PVE, uh, PvE essentially, uh, where you're just playing against the computer.
0: I know there's an actual name for it, but yeah, it's basically you're just playing against the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, some games this is perfectly fine for most RPGs. Maybe yeah. a good chunk of action games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a lot of others, like FPSs.
1: Yeah. Uh, FPSs, fighting games, sports games, and then there's the and then there's the crown of the online service. MMOs.
2: Yeah. Now you see, I don't have a problem with the MMO live service type of ideal. As long as the game itself is good, <laughs> um, I don't like live services in just normal multiplayer games because it just—I think it's laziness,
0: absolute laziness. Oh, you want to play multiplayer? You have to play online. There's no longer any split screen. Well, and I—I'm
1: I, I kind of a devil's advocate on that one because split screen. There's a lot of aspects to playing a multiplayer game that having split screen there are types of games where that's not ideal. Imagine games like you mentioned earlier with your RTSs so imagine playing uh, Civ multiplayer. If you were playing Civ multiplayer in the same room then you would each see each other's setup and you would have no ability to you know make moves in secret.
2: Right, And the technical term for that type of gameplay is hot seat.
0: <laughs> yeah, for for turn based games at least. Yeah. Um, admittedly, like I think there's an actual multiplayer game where the setup is split screen, and you actually have to use other people's screens to figure out where they are because the actual player character, the actual player models are invisible.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, to explain, uh, it's a game on Steam. I've seen it a couple times, but uh, think uh, GoldenEye, except where you you know the layout of the map, but everybody is playing invisible characters, and so you have to look at their screen to figure out where they are at the map to go. So and... the,
1: the only way to fight other players would be to deliberately screen watch.
0: Yes. Uh.
1: Ew.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. It looks interesting in motion. Not one I'd like to play because it's just try. And it's like you have to memorize the map. They 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 do try and make the maps unique so that it's easy enough to figure out where somebody is. But it's still one of those. Ew. Because it's still, oh, yeah, all, it's all based off of one concept, which is screen watching. Mm-hmm. Versus, but yeah. Uh, admittedly, there are some games that are that, yeah, like the live service. Admittedly, we all agree that yeah, it's probably a, not a good example. But uh, Counter Strike, you can create your own servers, so. And they don't have to be online. You can just do a LAN server and that's it. mainly, really not a lot of people do LANs nowadays, but...
1: Well, nowadays you don't have to do LANs because it's so easy to have online servers for a lot of games. And a lot of games come with their own online servers. Hmm. But uh, one one situation, going back to what we were saying earlier about, uh, about o- online services and online requirements kind of ruining the game is take a game like for example one of the one of the most modern uh, examples i can think of that is a great example of this is dissidia it is a fighting game It is a fighting game which fighting games by virtue of design are designed to be multiplayer because pve in those are really kind of uh you either, yeah. you either you either you you can control the difficulty, but you're either setting yourself up with super easy targets that are not worth anything other than early early training, or impossibly hard targets that should be undefeatable by all but the god tier uh, competitive players, and not really much in between. But Desidia um, had a fun little issue when it first came out. Called extreme server lag, <laughs> uh, and as any person who plays competitively uh, fighting games knows, server lag in a fighting game means you have already lost before you even hit uh, before the it even yells begin.
0: Yeah, I remember doing the beta test of Dissidia with a couple of friends, and. I think out of one match we were actual the ones on the uh, on the higher end of the speeds out of like a total of four matches cuz there would be times where like I'm pretty sure I hit a guy several times next thing I know I'm immediately dead
1: yep because unfortunately because unfortunately the way that lag is treated in most games is that the person with the higher lag actually ends up getting a uh, get, ends up getting the benefit of the doubt? And so, if they are on their screen, they're seeing that you're, you're nowhere near them, or your attacks are nowhere near them, then they're safe. Even though on your screen, you just hit them ten times in a row. And the same thing goes for FPSs. I mean, that was an early argument with, and that's been an ongoing argument really with Halo and uh, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Is you can get a headshot on a person and watch them walk away from it because on their because they're lagging so hard that they were you know a hundred feet away from where that shot went off at. Right. Yeah,
2: that sucks. Yeah. Um. And Millie, another thing would uh,
0: with and this is getting to MMO territories, Uh, server lag for that one is standing in the fire or standing outside of the fire.
1: Yep. Yep,
0: pretty
2: much. And... (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, and with server lag in that one, I mean, that's something you can compensate for a little bit easier because if you have a steady ping that's like, say, you have a steady 30 ping then you're doing amazing, and you're always getting the tells right away. If you have a steady like 150 ping, you have, to, you have to know to compensate and be prepared for that extra half second, which in extreme situations can be the difference between life
2: and death in the game.
0: And then there's the people at 300 ping, which is uh, you might want to back out at least for doing the extremes.
1: And then you always end up with one person. Uh, you, if you do a lot of dungeons, you end up with one person who's like seven, eight hundred paying, and you're just like, "How do you live?"
2: Very carefully.
1: Uh, but on the MMO topic, and this is something that has a specific place, very near and dear to my heart and personal interests, is going back to the concept of game permanence. Uh, if you are an MMO player, you are paying for, just like every other video gamer, if you have, buy a physical game, you are paying for that game. You're also potentially paying a monthly subscription fee. We'll use, um, as an example, since we all play it, we'll use Final Fantasy XIV. We each purchase the game, we each pay a monthly subscription
2: for the uh, game. Hello?
0: We're still here. Yeah, still here. Oh, no. Sorry. Okay,
2: and I, Are you all right? Yeah, I think I'm okay now.
1: Oh, okay. So we all we all uh, purchase the game. We all pay a monthly subscription for the game. We all play the game. But if something unforeseeable were to happen, if tomorrow morning Square Enix were to send out an email saying we're sorry, but due to this or that, we've decided to shutter Final Fantasy 14 effective this date we are sunsetting the game. If that were to happen on that day everything that we've put into that game uh, thousands of hours of game time thousands of dollars of uh, money at this point I'm sure. Yes. All
2: 100% gone. Yeah. All we have is our memories. Which and interesting cuz because of all the games that still exist Final Fantasy 11 is still trucking. And that game um, came out 2002.
1: I mean, I, yeah. And if you want to take a look at your games that have been around forever, yeah, Final Fantasy XI still around forever. EverQuest, last I heard, is still up and running. Like seriously, that game is almost as old as I am. Can we? Can we please just recognize that fact? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But then you also have other games, and you have certain publishers. Um. Oh, I'm going to be talking about their games. Oh, so yeah. I might as well say Uh-oh. it. Jesus, and This is all rolling into the <laughs> oh, <God.
2: laughs> I was about to say, it's I like this. this roll- Here's time for the rant, because I know exactly what game he's talking about right now.
1: <laughs> it is time for Michael's oh. annual NC Suck rant.
2: All right, here we go. I can't wait. So,
1: there is a certain publisher out there. If you don't know them, their name is NCSoft. Uh, they have published a number of different uh, MMOs over the years. Uh, some of them good. Some of them very good, um, G- G- Guild Wars comes to mind for a lot of people as being one of the biggest MMOs, uh, at least of uh, re- recent years. Or Guild Wars 2, I guess, specifically. Um, but they've also had some other ones that were maybe weren't as good. And they've made decisions that said, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and close this game down to make room for this one. We're going to close this game down to make room for this one. Uh, and usually those decisions were around games that, you know, they still had a, a nice little tight-knit community, but a little smaller. Maybe maybe it wasn't turning a profit anymore. Okay, business. Okay, sure. Then they closed Ancety of Heroes. And oh, the backlash. Oh, and they didn't go. care. Yeah. They didn't care. They closed it anyways. Uh, they were actually maybe not doing as well as they figured they would with a new product, but they were still in the green. So, Okay. But then they close it out. And this is where it became a huge debate. Because other MMOs, like let's talk about WoW for a moment. Mm -hmm. WoW has private servers. Everyone knows they have private servers. It is the worst kept secret on the internet. If you search WoW, one of the top three Google results you get will be for a private server. The other two will be for gold services. You're welcome. Anyways. No, don't use it. Don't use them. They're terrible. (laughs) Uh, anyways um so g- games like that private servers sure games even wow, which is a current developing b- living breathing game Blizzard doesn't go after their private Long-time servers support. Uh, they uh, I don't mean go
0: after their ser- private servers actively
1: <laughs> I mean they don't they really don't
0: oh we've we shut down some private servers yeah like
1: two which one? <laughs> yeah, which one? Which one? Name it. Name it. You can't. You can't. Uh, anyways, I mean, trust me, I was actually, for a short while, I was actually one of the admins for a private server for a WoW. while. I was actually helping them create a, um, because the, the server company or like group company, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> um, they had a Lich King 335 and they were working on a Cataclysm 403. And I was actually going into the code, like going into the server, going into the code, fixing the code, helping them build this database out so that they could actually bring it live. So, and that was actually a lot of fun. Uh, That's a different story for a different day. We can talk about coding maybe someday. I don't know. Uh, But so like a blizzard doesn't go after that. You've got other ones. Um, uh, Star Wars Galaxies has had private servers since, uh, since the unfortunate events of that game that led to it shuddering, uh, ser- uh, ones, uh, they've got private servers that go back to before the everyone's now a
0: Jedi, yay. Uh, ones I could probably mention are Fantasy Star Online, the yep. Dreamcast. For- yep. They yep. Have private servers.
1: And that's Dreamcast. That Come on.
0: Dreamcast, man.
1: But um, no, um, but uh, NCSoft has actively gone after and harassed over people even talking about private servers um i don't know what they've been doing recently i haven't been able to catch much word from them recently maybe they finally calmed down but now that they actually are uh have been some minor announcements around private around a couple private servers that were opened up uh, that are kind of limited, but that was seven years of City of Heroes being one hundred percent offline, where there was no game permanence. Where once again, people had spent thousands of dollars and thousands of hours on something that even now technically doesn't exist because those characters and all their all their stuff are gone. Hmm. Uh-huh. And it's just that permanence, you know, like all that time and money essentially wasted. All we have is our memories.
0: Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I do have probably an inkling as to what NCSoft is currently doing. Oh, um, you're not gonna you think... like this. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> is this
1: going? Is this going to be the next part piece of my next rant? Th-
0: this may be a rant that you want to save. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's,
1: uh, he's gonna you, gonna you mentioned anyway. Final
0: Fantasy XI earlier, correct? We did. Uh, Square Enix is trying to work on bringing it to mobile devices Uh and making it free-to-play.
1: Yeah, last I heard, they were teaming with Nexon for that purpose, which was weird, but okay.
0: They're now consulting NCSoft.
1: Oh, no! Yeah. Rip Vanadiel.
0: Yeah, I, I was saying, they're going like, uh, like, I had heard about Nexoft, and then it's like, wait a minute, I heard something, like, a week, like two or three weeks ago about NCsoft. I'm like, let me double check. Uh-oh.
1: That's concerning. Like, like Squeenix has made some questionable decisions in the past. Mystic Quest.
2: But, yeah.
0: <laughs> this as far as I know, the way they're handling it is is that the porting is handled in-house. NCsoft is only being consulted on how to do the mobile port aka, which,
1: which NCsoft has no real experience in mobile games.
0: which it, yeah that that's why I'm saying like why are they consulting NCsoft?
1: I mean, honestly, they would have had a better time consulting, uh, freaking um, King Saga. They would have had a better. They would have gotten better results out of consulting King Games because at least they know how to make uh, mobile games. They know how to make horrible mobile games that are the ultimate original definition of gotcha, and also bring in all your friends so we can gotcha them too. But they know how to make mobile games. NCSoft knows how to sunset games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And and that's the weird thing. Okay, let's see here. NCSoft, uh, currently the major games that it's known for are Lineage. Really? Lineage?
1: Which, uh, which does anyone even play Lineage anymore?
0: Uh, I think Lineage 2 still exists, and they still have private servers. Wow. Which um, is
1: really weird, um, but that's another story. Um, Aeon.
0: Aeon. Uh, Blade uh, and Soul,
1: Blade and Soul, which Blade and Soul was actually the game that they killed City of Heroes to get. So forgive me if I'm a little questionable about that one.
0: Uh, <laughs> Guild Wars One and Two, uh
1: huh. Yeah. Which Guild Wars Two is definitely their biggest one nowadays. Oh yeah. Uh, Tabula Rasa, uh,
0: that one they killed rather fast too.
1: That one they killed really fast.
0: Uh, something called Master X Master.
1: Master X Master was them trying to make a, lo- uh, a league. Was them trying to make a MOBA.
0: Oh, right.
1: And that was another thing that pissed a lot of people off in the City of Heroes community because they took one of the signature heroes of City of Heroes and used them in Master X Master only then to turn around and shutter Master X Master right after using it.
0: Wow. Uh, uh, here's, the, uh, here's another one that got shut down fairly quick. Wildstar.
1: Yeah, Star uh, came and went very quickly. Uh, auto Assault came and went very quickly.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, I think we started to talk about, like... Let's see here... Stole- wow, what? When did... The- oh, that's why there was never a third one. What? Apparently in 2007... Kind of getting off topic here, but... Apparently in 2007 uh seven former employees of NCsoft are suspected of selling lineage three source code to a major Japanese game company oh uh wow there's a lot of controversies oh God a yeah
2: lot. they've they've been um back in 07 they've uh you know suspected of selling uh Stolen source co- source codes. Um, yeah, they had a they had a, law, a patent lawsuit at one point. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know they made that one.
2: Made what one?
0: <laughs> uh, this is one of their mobile titles, Final Blade.
2: Yeah. Oh, I guess
1: they have made actually a couple mobiles. Huh.
0: Oh, they closed Dungeon Runners. Those bastards. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they closed Dungeon Runners, too. They have a pretty long list of closed games, if you look at their wiki page.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm <laughs> on right now. But, yeah, in this case... Uh, oh, those uh, bastards! It Yeah. For, uh, I, I they took
2: away it. my golf game. Oh, <laughs> Pangya. Pangya. Oh. Technically, they didn't
1: take it away. They just only released it in Thailand.
2: And Thailand, those assholes. Yeah. Because I play... I...
0: Uh-oh.
1: Yep. Uh, still not coming back.
2: Oh, no. Oh. I was... What's up?
1: Oh, there you are. Hi. I made it
2: out. Oh, dear. God, I don't know what's...
1: Yeah, I know. You said I play... And that was it. I,
2: okay, I played... Uh, the Wii versions of those games, which is Super Swing Golf. Uh, there were two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we found out that there was the Panya game, where it's based on, because basically those two games were ports from the online game. So then I was like, oh, hell yeah, I get to, I mean, I don't get the motion controls, but I was like getting you know into playing that game on the computer, and then they shut down all the servers. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I played on the Japanese one for a little while, then they shut that one down and I thought it was over. And I realize now that they kept the Tai one open. Those and bastards! Can't...
0: And the Taiwan one are super... Like, they're just as bad as like trying to get onto a Japanese server, where it's like, oh, uh, you American! You bad for life! Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think we can all agree, NCSoft is full of jackasses yep
1: they they had a lot of good employees uh, at at least at paragon studios but then they fired them all as well yeah
0: yeah because i think paragon studios developed champions online and then
1: no uh champions online was always um champions online was uh was never uh part of paragon studios that was separate yeah, it was I always think. part of NC, but or no, it was not NC, sorry. It was always part of, um, dang it, the other developer. Not the actual, not the actual, um, not the developer, the um, publisher. Thank you. Not the publisher, the developer. Because ah. okay. NCSoft was the publisher. Uh, Cryptic Studios.
2: Cryptic Studios. The people yeah, that crypt- do Star Trek Online.
1: Yeah, Cryptic were the original developer of City of Heroes before it was taken over by uh NC Soft under Paragon Studios. And they were also the developers of Champions Online, STO, and Neverwinter. Hmm. They've got a pretty good list.
2: Yeah. But this is the reason why I don't think live services. If, you, if you're gonna do a live services game, if you don't want to know, if you no longer want to support it you should make it public so that people can have their own private servers
1: exactly i agree completely on that uh, i mean think,
2: i don't think the ownership um, is just is so important cuz I mean, we do spend uh, as gamers we spend so much time on on games it's yep. it's a hobby uh, as some people will spend time camping or hiking or you know, uh, doing photography, you know, writing or reading. We spend a lot of our time gaming. Uh, yeah, and it's it's something we spend. I spend a majority of my money on. Yeah, uh, all my free money is to game because it's something that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that and the fact that there's a there's a chance that the game that I could be. You know, spilling a monthly fee on could suddenly just disappear. And I have no way of recovering that of all that time I had spent on it. Yep. It would infuriate me, which is why I understand your, your City of Heroes hatred <laughs> against NCSoft. I totally get it. Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's
1: really what it comes down to. The biggest, for me, the biggest argument of game permanence versus online services is: if you buy a game, you should have the ability to turn around and say, uh, like, for example, like what we were saying earlier with the gold cart. If I if that if I still owned that gold cart and I still owned an NES, I would be able to put that game in, pick up that rectangular-ass controller and play that game. I I have to talk to no one about it. That game is mine. I bought it. I own it. That is game permanence. Right. Uh, right now, I have a number of discs for my PS4. I have a number of discs for my 360. I could easily plug in my 360 and play one of my games for it. I can pick up Final Fantasy 13 and start playing it again. I... Don't, I'm not going to today, but I could. and that <laughs> is my could, choice I because <laughs> I own it. I probably will at some point next month just because I haven't played it for a while and I enjoy that game. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there because I own the game. I have the right to do exactly that. Right. I don't have that right to do that in City of Heroes. If, if NC, or if, um, if um, Squeenix were to shutter 11 or 14 tomorrow, I wouldn't have the ability to go into the either whichever game shuttered and play my character for that game. I yeah. just would lose that ability, and that's especially with those games because, okay, Skyrim. I've put maybe a hundred hours into Skyrim. Thirteen. I've put maybe two playthroughs, so I have put maybe one hundred and twenty hours into that game. City or um, Final Fantasy fourteen. I have put literally a couple. Th- thousand hours into my main character alone into Alonzo alone. I, if I were to I mean you guys know Alonzo. I have put oh, yeah. so much work into that character. Oh god
0: yes. You are as of currently uh max level for almost every job.
1: Near max level for every job.
2: And that and that update to the levels only came in July <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. In July, as of right the day before that update went live, I was at max level for every single combat class, crafter, and gatherer. Every single one. Because I put that much time into the game. I put that much time into that character. And if that character were to suddenly disappear in the blink of an eye, that would be a lot of time and effort that went into that character. That character is a piece of me at this point.
0: That would be a gut punch, essentially.
1: It really would.
0: Um, admittedly, like I the closest things I have, even though like Steam says I've put over nine hundred thirty-eight hours, I'm pretty sure about two hundred of those was just installing the game. Uh oh.
1: What game's that? Fourteen. Oh yeah. Uh, two hundred but- for two hundred for installing the game? Oh, yeah, your old connection. Never mind.
0: There was, uh, initially when 14 was on Steam, uh, there was, for some reason, it would include, like, how long the launcher was up and uh-huh. the times you played. Now it's not so much. So I, I usually put, it's like, I've put at least 700 hours, mm-hmm.
1: at least
0: 700 hours into my character. That's the only other games that get into the hundreds of hours for me are Monster Hunter games. Because I, um, I don't
2: even want to go into how long I've I started playing my character in the open beta. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. The
1: old beta like the pre the pre one beta?
2: No, the two beta.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I I still have that character around. Um, I I have um, that was Damien, but he's on a different server. When I came over to play with you guys, I left Damien behind. He is not all fifties on everything. He has a couple fifty. That's how old he is. Mm.
0: But yeah, um, there are very few games that I actually sit down and play a long time on. It's weird because like some games will hold me forever, like Monster Hunter or 14. Other games like, let's see here, ah. Stardew Valley. I've put 86 hours into Stardew Valley. And that's Oh god, I spent a lot of time
2: on Stardew
1: Valley. <laughs> I didn't spend very much time. That was, the only time I really spent on Stardew Valley was just when we were on stream together. Yeah. So I know that one's low for me.
0: Um, but let's see here. Let me let me find a game that I played not a lot of. Ah, here we go. Uh th- this game I got cuz I thought it looked interesting cuz it was that weird, like, shopkeep atelier. Uh, slash oh, yeah, game. yeah. Uh, Moonlighter. Mm-hmm. I've only put three hours into it, and mm-hmm. it's like, I, I I like the game. I just, it would not be something that I play very often. Actually, I probably should go in there and uh, uninstall it because I don't want it taking up that amount of space.
1: Yeah, and I've had a lot of games on my computer where it's like, I played for an hour. I played for, like, Stardew Valley, I played for 15 hours. That was 100% stream time. Mm -hmm. Um, Torchlight 2, I played for 21 hours. I just couldn't get into it as much. Terraria, I played for 73 hours. I think that's not all just me. I think that's also um, someone else who was playing on my account for a while.
0: (laughs) Mm. We will not mention him.
1: Nope, he's not mentioned. He's not people. Uh, But, like, audio surf for F's sake. That was literally, that is literally just a modern Bimani, and I played six hours of that. Uh, Bastion, I obviously have only played one playthrough on Steam because that's 18 hours. But that's another one. That's another one that, you know, if I were to lose it, I mean, I could download it somewhere else. I bought it at this point for my 360, for my PS4, and for streams. Because of Steam, because I've played it in all three places. I don't care, because that one doesn't have as much of a permanence to it. Yeah. But that's also not a game that I've played literally thousands of hours in.
0: And it's just one of those things of like, I know one of our compatriots that. Uh, I admit, yes, I have this game, Honey Pop. I've only put 17 hours into it. It's it's pronounced Hooney. Yes, uh, it's a freaking dating sim. With I'm very well children, aware
2: of what so... it is. Very well aware of what it is.
0: <laughs> but uh, one person of ours has probably, let's take a look at her profile. Because uh, like, she does not have a lot of games on her profile we're not going to we're not, well we're not
1: naming names
0: we're not naming yeah. names she has 100 hours for it
1: okay i'm okay. not shaming no it's oh, like i won't shame i already know people who already have like 150 200 hours of 2k20 i'm not shaming for it <laughs> they literally have not <laughs> slept. i'm not
2: shaming them for the, for their sports
1: they um, literally haven't slept since it came out. That's the only way they could have done it, but I'm not shaming them. That's uh, at, that's their entertainment.
0: Admittedly, I'll have to correct myself, because the top two games that she has played are Stardew Valley and Terraria, and they're in the thousands.
1: Yeah, no, I, I believe that yeah, completely. I believe uh, 100% believe that.
0: Yep. So, yeah, uh, it, it's just one of those things of, like, I know people that have put thousands of hours into Skyrim. Uh-huh. And they would put a thousand hours more if they could. Uh-huh. Life dictates that they can't, but they try. If I would put 1,000 hours. <laughs> I would and put I would put 1,000 more.
1: But the, the positive there is that they have the ability to because they own the game. Right. The I mean, now granted Skyrim's, Skyrim is going a different route, but Thest is doing something else because they're saying, Oh, yeah, sure, you have permanence on that. Uh, But have you considered this new version? (laughs) Like when they just recently came out with Skyrim VR. So you can play Skyrim in VR if you buy Skyrim VR. No, not doing I (laughs) almost considered it. You know what? I actually did end up buying it because I owned it... um, I want to say I owned it. I own it on uh, PS4. I want to say I owned it elsewhere too, and then, uh, but I bought it on PS4 because at the end of the day, they were. I wanted to play it again, and they were talking about that. You, if you had the, uh, the um, stupid voice capture stuff for like the pieces for uh, however you do the voice capture in the PS4, if you have that set up. You could actually, you know, say "fusor and it would it would do the shout. And I was like, "That's kind of cool. I've never done it, but that's kind of cool." So, but that's again, that's a whole different creature because at the end of the day, you are literally buying a game because you want the additional features, and be and once again, you have permanence of that version of the game too now.
0: Yeah. Um, admittedly, the, there are some weird, I want to say, blurring of lines, which is the whole digital distribution. And this this may get into a future topic that we'll definitely discuss, which is game archiving. Mm-hmm. But um, one major thing that a lot of people, they're starting to learn of is digital uh, digital distribution, while extremely convenient and nice, if let's say the biggest one that everybody knows of steam decides to go fuck it no we're closing shop good day every purchase that i've made on steam every game that technically i own on steam if i don't have it downloaded i can't download it anymore if they shut down their servers
1: and actually, because of the way uh, Steam has the game set up on our systems, if they don't pa- just decide to do a day uh, a f- a sunset patch to, uh, to fix it, uh, Steam will refuse to connect to the server because there is no server, and then will refuse to let you launch the games because you have to connect to Steam to, Steam to connect your game. Yeah. Um, so, boned if you do, boned if you don't.
0: Versus, let's say, consoles, which... If you own the disc you own the disc yep th- the only way that is going away is if somebody steals breaks the disc or you sell it or get rid of it
1: or if it gets scratched up if it's an older uh disc like the psx generation ah
0: psx or ps2 yeah yeah
1: because the ps3 ps4 you don't have to worry about that as much but the older generation you did
0: So th- that's another thing about like um, live services is that digital distribution is technically a live service.
2: It is, I guess.
0: Yep. Which yeah, is it's... unfortunate
2: when I think about my, yeah. my own library of Steam games. It's just like, oh dear.
0: Yeah, and that's why some people out there have been buying, uh, literally creating hard, uh, raid hard drive uh, arrays of raids. Of hard drives to download their entire Steam library.
1: I'm sorry, arrays of raids. That's that's doing too much. I well, I mean, I guess of raids. I guess I guess if you got thousands and thousands of dollars into Steam games, um, I'm not anywhere near that big a spender.
0: Well, right. Some of them are like some of them are like some games that I have uh, like fourteen. I believe fourteen takes up roughly about thirty gigabytes on my hard drive.
1: Which, um, if you have a if you have a single tear, that's not that's not you know that's not tiny, but it's also not going to require an entire drive by itself.
0: Yeah, but then there I are mean this, are some, this is
1: twenty nineteen.
0: But then again, like uh, let's take a look at one game that just got released on Steam, which is weirdly enough fairly popular. Uh, which mm-hmm. is Gears 5. That just got released. Not a big fan of Gears of War, but... Uh, 80 gigabytes. That's what I thought it was. 80 gigabytes. That's... eighty. It, just to have the game on your computer is 80 gigabytes. And if you have one terabyte, that's almost a tenth of the drive... Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, and that's why some companies are talking about, like, that's where this may be another topic, but that's, um, procedural generation versus, uh, dedicated information, because let's. Let's take another game that I have that I know is installed. Uh, Monster Hunter, 30 gigabytes. It's not that bad. But, like, when you have, like, let's say a bunch of games at the same level as, like, Gears of War 5, 80 gigabytes, you're going to be running out of space really fast. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, like, most of the people that I know of tend to install their games on off-drives, not on their primary C drives. Mostly because of the fact that I know some people like having their entire Steam library available, but they don't have, like, a thousand games. They have maybe, like, at a max, a hundred. But then there's people like me who... I need to shoot myself in the foot several times because I've made purchases because I'm in the 1,000 game range. Jesus. Admittedly, all these are like visual novels, amongst other things. Okay. Uh-huh. I, only have a... I only have 420 films. Yeah. I, I, like, uh, yeah, I,
1: I'm nowhere near in the same category. Like, seriously? I'm pulling up my library right now I have... Uh, where is it? S- trying you don't to see have where to scroll! <laughs> no, I don't. I-, I can actually physically count the games. I have 33 games.
0: So, in this case, the person that has the most elusive steam shut down their servers is myself.
2: Yes, it is. Pretty
0: much, at this point. It's weird, because, like, for computer games, I go through Steam or whatever launcher I get it through. Here's Whereas... the
2: thing, though, with PC, I'm a little bit more that. Yeah. Uh, but like when I but when I have for my consoles, like especially my Switch, I buy. I try very hard to buy physical copies of it. Same here. But it's just when it's a PC, it's just convenient thing. It's a click it's...
0: and download away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm the same way with PC. I prefer to have my games through Steam when possible. Unfortunately, that isn't always possible. Like, I know games that are missing from that is Dragon Age Inquisition.
0: Hello, yeah. Origin.
1: Hello, Origin. Uh, also, um, I don't always admit this, and I will probably won't mention it again, but Sims 4. Because I started seeing a lot of streams about different people doing different stuff with the Sims, and I was like, huh, I haven't played The Sims in a long, long time. I'm going to actually get this. Uh,
2: I don't think they've had a Sims 5. They've been on Sims 4 for like, what, six, seven years?
1: Has <laughs> it really been that long? I, I thought Sims it. 4 was relatively new. I thought Sims 3 had been forever. Oh.
2: Uh, 2013. Well, 2014 is when it came
0: September 2nd. So it's five years.
1: Five years. Yeah. Five
0: And a- admittedly, like looking at it right now, we've kind of ooh, we're actually over an hour. That's ah! nice. <laughs> That's
2: nice. That's what happens when we have a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, we had a good,
1: healthy conversation. We got a lot talked about. I had it. I got some steam off my chest. We <laughs> talked about steam, and <laughs> I mean, we're good.
0: You good day. Good.
1: It's, yeah. good day. <laughs> it's nice. It's very nice. nice? <laughs>
0: Um, so we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, Ed, Millie, from my perspective, I really hope to God Steam does not shut down, or at least if they do, they set something up to allow companies to still allow people to access the games yep. to download. Uh, basically turning Steam into maybe just a peer launcher, or at least yeah. allowing. Companies go like, "Hey, did you have this game on Steam? Let me see your account. Okay, here's a digital copy of the game that you'll have access to.
1: Or here's a here's something quick you can install the patch it to our launcher, which we are rolling out now.
0: Yeah, uh, versus a uh, physical copy. Yeah, like a uh, physical copy slash owned uh, games. Because I'll be honest, most of my console games are physical copies." That's why I have a shit ton of uh, cases. A lot of cases. I could almost make a library shelf of video game cases.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have nearly that many cases. Uh, I prefer, and honestly, with um, 360, I was kind of mixed ps4 i actually prefer digital just because of the convenience of not having the cases and the fact that i can you know download it play it for a while i'm bored of it right now i can if i'm running out of space i can delete it and then i can come back i i you know i'm like oh well you know i haven't played that in a while i'll play it again so reinstall the game don't have to delete the save files, just the game itself
0: at the same time like live services uh, we, we all kind of agree live services if they go down, it hits hard
1: yeah and they're my 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 final takeaway on live services is there a nice tool for where they are right now as long as they are where they are right now but once they go away, you're screwed
2: I would my final on the take is live services can be, uh, a, a, is a good evolutionary point of game, and always have content. Mm-hmm. When people, when when companies, uh, publishers, or distributors abuse that, um, that's when things get nasty. Yes, well, as well as you know, dropping service. So as long as it's as long as it's a healthy community, live service can be a very positive thing for game for longevity. But used incorrectly, and if the other company, if the gaming companies are greedy, it could be a very taxing and stressful, low morale type of situation, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we all got what we wanted off our chest on that. (laughs) Excellent,
0: nice. So, um, there and then.
1: And then we can add as a topic for a future episode the next the next evolution of online game the VR MMORPG.
2: <laughs> oh yeah!
0: Oh goody! Uh, that that's a rabbit hole I do not want to go down to.
1: Well, not tonight.
0: Okay, uh, but we'll
1: find a way to get your your opinions in on that one at a later date.
0: Yeah. Uh, As such, uh, thanks for joining us and listening in. Um, This may be coming in between uh, one of the FRG-branded major podcasts where I barely speak and you get to hear uh, Baron 5X and Mysterious Player X uh, discuss about certain movie topics. Woohoo! (laughs) Yum. Yeah. Um, One of these days, I will finally get a word in. <laughs> Maybe. One of these days. But uh, always keep an eye out on the Twitters, Instagrams, Facebooks, Twitches for updates. Especially for streaming. Um, uh, Friday night streams are always going to be there. Saturday night streams are come as they may. Uh, there may be other ones earlier in the week as well. Just that's why keep an eye out on the Facebooks, Instagrams, and Twitters.
1: All the social places.
0: Yep. Uh, for podcasts, uh, sound uh, like, same places, the only extra place I'd recommend checking is SoundCloud. I know it's weird, but it's the easiest way to get them out into places like the Apple iTunes store for podcasts at the same time. Ah. Eh. So... Uh, other than that, uh, join us whenever the next one comes. As we'll we'll figure out hopefully by then a name and the next topic.
1: We're uh, workshopping a couple ideas. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get this all figured out eventually.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Later, everybody. Later. Good night, everyone. Bye.